0: This is the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and training camp day three is in the books on Sunday. Pete Carroll, Bobby Wagner, and Deshaun Shedd all took to the podium. Deshaun Shedd, of course, returning to the Seahawks after playing for the team from 2012 to 2017. Two interceptions, 150 tackles in his Seahawks career, played last year with the Lions. He comes to Seattle on the veteran minimum. And, of course, the bigger deal, Bobby Wagner being signed on Friday And so he had his first opportunity to take to the podium and, of course, Pete Carroll kicked it all off with an opportunity to address both players and their situations and to talk about some of the young rookies as well as a first time decision to bring the rookies into camp a week early ahead of the veterans. Something that he says that he will be doing in the future. So we'll get to that. We'll get to Bobby Wagner and Deshaun Shedd. Let's kick things off with Coach Carroll addressing just how it was having Bobby Wagner back on the field and in full participation mode
1: he's, he's been such a treasure uh, in so many ways he' been meant so much to our to our franchise uh, been an extraordinary player on the field always um, been a great competitor been just tough as nails to always show up and always be there for us um, better than that he's he's a great guy to have on your club and and to represent your franchise and if a guy's gonna going get paid you want it to be a guy like like this and, and uh, he just stands for so much positive so much good and, and I know our fans love him and and uh, he loves being here he likes to spend the rest of his career here I don't think he wants to move out of the area all that he he is really he's really bought into the whole uh, the whole representing the Northwest and so It's fantastic to get that done. Uh, It's a big boost to us.
0: Bobby Wagner has his three-year extension. Earlier this offseason, Russell Wilson got his extension. Clearly, the two best players on the Seahawks. So how important does Carroll think it is to have both those guys under contract?
1: It's really important to us, uh, you know, you can, Russ has had a great off season, he's come back flying, uh, because his mind has been clear, and intent, and focus, and all of that has been on point, now Bobby, who has had, you know, he, this has been a distraction for him, he has to get reset, and get back on, he'll tell you he's fine, but I do know that he, you know, he's dealt with a lot, so uh, we're going to give him time to make sure that, you know, he gets his feet on the ground, feels good about everything, really clear, I know he's really excited, and at peace, both guys are at peace, obviously, and, and uh, thrilled to be part of this organization, and it's, so, But I respect that there has been a lot that has taken place, and I want to give Bobby time to get back on track, and, and, uh, and, and hopefully he'll do that quickly.
0: With the negotiations ongoing, Wagner sat out the first couple days of training camp. So what was it like seeing Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, and Michael Kendricks all on the field together?
1: Yeah, that's pretty exciting to me now. I'm real excited about that. You know, I've never felt the, the, the opportunity to have that much experience at that spot. Um, Michael brings a lot of background and a lot of savvy and natural play and all that to go along with what Bobby and KJ can do. Uh, th- there's no question that
0: this defense has a chance to be built right around those three guys. Now, of course, we talked about the veteran linebackers on the team, but the Seahawks went out and drafted Cody Barton out of Utah in the third round. How is he looking in camp so far?
1: Yeah, man, he's just been just been a joy. Um, hard working, clear, smart, fast, hustles like crazy, and he's been making plays. He knocked the ball down uh, two days ago. That was the same pick that you know there uh, that he made. Um, and he that that play there was as good a good play as we've seen a long time out of it, you know, in full speed uh, tempo. It was great. So he's 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 making a claim. We're expecting him to uh, to really grow at the position. We know he can be a special teams player for us. We're expecting him to be really uh, an 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 active part in all areas. We can't hold him down. He's he's just uh, he just looks like he's really on point.
0: With Doug Baldwin retiring in the off season, there's going to be a lot of competition. For those wide receiver spots. Another guy that they brought in, wide receiver Daniel Williams. Carol talks about what he's seen from the young receiver so far.
1: Really strong and uh, changed direction real well for a big guy. He gets in and out of his breaks. He's a nice catcher. Um, he's, I don't know, he's too. Twenty something, you know, he's up there. He's a big big receiver, and he's gotten down the field real well. He caught a couple deep balls for us already. And and uh, so really good start. I'm really excited for him to come out here and make a big play yesterday, you know, and show people and he's all pumped about it. Should be, should be, you know, and, and uh so it's
0: good. One of the things that we seem to go through every offseason is figuring out who's going to be the next backup quarterback behind Russell Wilson. And this year you have Geno Smith, you have Paxton Lynch. Who has the edge in that backup quarterback battle?
1: We won't know anything about that for six weeks, five weeks, whenever it is. We'll we'll play this thing out the whole way through preseason and give these guys a great shot to to show where they fit and and, uh, let them settle the issue. This is all about competition and and, uh, there's, there's nothing to call. There's nothing even to think about calling right now.
0: In past seasons, the Seahawks have opted not to bring in rookies early, have them report along with everybody else. This year, the rookies reported early and Pete Carroll was asked if there was any reasoning behind that decision.
1: Yeah, there was. Uh, we wanted to see if we could <clears throat> give them a, a runway to camp, where we could just ensure the adaptation to our, the way we practice, um, just to try to avoid those guys getting nicked and the soft tissue things that sometimes jump up. So we had uh, just an extra week to ramp it up, and, and uh, we didn't try to kill them during that time. We wouldn't f- first find out where they were conditioning. It gets us, gets them back a week earlier from the, in the six weeks. You know, where the, you don't know what's going to happen, and, and uh, it worked out great. It Everybody participated that could, and, and um, you know so we're off to a good start. But that's, that was the purpose. As well as they, they get a learning opportunity, too, You because know, the coaches met with them for three straight days of uh, background and, and stuff to get them caught up and ready for camp.
0: One of the things you have to respect about Bobby Wagner and his contract situation, not a lot of drama throughout the process. In fact, he said he wanted to avoid a lot of that drama, and he was on the podium talking about what it feels like to get the deal done.
2: It feels great. It feels good to be back um, out there, to be back out there with my teammates. Um, You know, it's a real learning experience. Um, I got a chance to kind of uh, kind of be a coach for a minute and and, um, try to teach the young guys as much as we can. And it's good to be back out there teaching them in person instead of off the field.
0: Of course, many of us know by now that Bobby Wagner was his own agent. So what did he learn about the process and why did he take it on?
2: For me, it was just about education. It's about, um, you know, thinking about life after football because this is not going to last forever and so um, I wanted to challenge myself in something other than um, football and I felt like this was something that I wanted to do, something that I've kind of been preparing for for a long time Um, and I just wanted to challenge myself, and I, you know, I'm for, like fortunate for me, I got to watch, um, you know, a couple guys do it before me, and and learn from what they did. But um, this was really just about challenging myself and. Uh, you know, showing players that it's, it's an option, you know. It's never really been about, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't about agents and all that stuff. It was about challenging myself and, and showing players there's, a, there's another option. And showing players that no matter what you do, whether you have an agent or don't have an agent, um, it's really about educating yourself, educating yourself in the business that you that you perform in. You know, we know the statistics, you know that, you know, whenever you are done, um, a lot of us tend to go broke or, you know, don't take good care of our money. Um, And I feel like it's because we don't educate ourselves while we're here. Uh, We wait till we get done playing football and then um, try to figure it out. So this was me um, trying to uh, educate myself before I get out there in the real world and actually have some real world experiences. You know, not everybody going to sugarcoat stuff. Not everybody going to tell you stuff that you want to hear and you got to be able to handle that. And so that's kind of what it
0: was for me. So were there some parts of the process that were more difficult than others?
2: Not really. I felt like. Um I had an open mind, like it was it was all of it was a learning experience. so I didn't I didn't expect it to be easy because if it was easy, then you know a lot of, a lot more people would do it. And so um, I didn't really expect um, anything to go exactly how you plan. I expect to try to remain humble, try to remain level-headed and you know keep a, a, a level of class and professionalism. Um, because I feel like at the end of the day, when you, when you get done, they're going to remember how you went about your business. And so that's, that's important, too, when you handle your business, is how you handle your business. You know, I didn't want to be messy, and I didn't want no drama, and um, I just wanted to get the deal done. And like I said, like, you know, there was, there was both respect there, so I figured
0: it would get done. Wagner talks about what prepared him for this process, and it turns out that he got some advice from a legend of the NBA.
2: You can read so many books, but it ain't going to really give you, you know, the experience at all. So you got to, you know, you got to lean on people. You got to ask people. You know, there was, there was certain people um, that I talked to. Um, you know, I'm with Brand Jordan. So, you know, it's cool. I can, you know, talk to Mike and he can give me his advice, you know, because he owns a team. So ask his advice, you know, just ask different people advice and, you know, how would they look and feel if, if a player came and tried to do his deal? You know, what you're looking for, what you expect a player not to know, what you want him to know and you know you just ask that ask those questions try to get as much experience as possible or as much knowledge as possible and and um and hope it turns out for the best
0: now one of the reasons why he had access to michael jordan throughout the contract negotiation process he's been with the jordan brand for two years and bobby talks about what those conversations with michael jordan were like
2: it's dope honestly he um he took us out to france and um you know, we got a chance to really sit down and just have a conversation with him and you know he talked about you know his playing days, talked about his mindset, um, tried to steal some of his mindsets talked about training um, hey, how doing? talked about uh, you know a bunch of things different things like I said, I asked him, you know what how would he feel if if somebody um uh, one of the players came and, and tried to negotiate the deal. Like, what would be different? How would he, you know, see it? And so, we just talked about it a lot. And it's, it's just really cool to have a guy like that in your corner and have a guy like that um, willing to take the time to um, speak to you and take the time to to give you the knowledge and just pass all the knowledge down. I, I feel like I could ask him anything.
0: So now that Bobby successfully negotiated a contract to become the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL. Does he have a future as a sports agent in his life after football?
2: I don't know. I'm focused on football now. Like I'm, you know, I, I just really wanted to, um, like I said, I love business and I love to, um, you know, get into different investments and things of that nature. And, you know, I see my, I envision myself, um, negotiating deals down the line. And so, you know, I told myself if I wasn't willing to risk, um, you know, challenging myself on my own with my own money and my own cash, then I would never have take that risk down the line. So that's kind of where I was focused on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be like magic. You know what I'm saying? When I get out of here, magic, you know, come holla at your boy. But yeah, and, and again, it wasn't really about like agents you know what i'm saying i think a lot of people is wrapped up around that it wasn't about that it wasn't you know i don't think like do i feel like there's some bad agents out there there are some bad agents out there but there's some really good ones like you know shafi like athletes first like rock nation like there's a bunch of um dope agents out there but my my whole thing was to challenge myself and if anything i want players to leave you know wanting to educate themselves and whether they want to do it themselves or have an agent no matter what the situation is you got to know the business and you got to educate yourself on what's in your contract you know how they got there how they got to those numbers because I feel like there's two negotiations there's one between the GM and the agent and there's the the agent and the player you know what I'm saying because you're not in that room and so um, you, you might miss some things that's not being talked about and my thing is Um, How I looked at it is I didn't want them to say all the bad stuff to the agent. I wanted them to say it to my face. Like, you know, I I could take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, especially nowadays, you got Twitter. There's somebody telling you you ain't like you trash every day. So it can't be worse than Twitter. You know what I mean? So um, as long as they didn't go outside of that, it was good. At least I could see their face. Twitter, you can't even see their face.
0: With the deal coming down late Friday evening, he was asked if there was a deadline on getting his deal done at that point.
2: As long as the deal got done, I was I didn't care when it got done. You know what I mean? Like I just I just wanted it to. My main thing was, you know, watching like Kawhi Leonard. My main thing was to try to keep it out of the media as much as possible, and keep everything all positive. And so I didn't, you know, when you had like bad days or things didn't go your way, I didn't want it to to be. I didn't want it to be. I felt like me not being there was already a distraction, so I didn't want no
0: other distraction. So just what is it that makes the Seahawks and the city of Seattle so special to Wagner?
2: Just the embrace you know the moment I got here they they've embraced me from the players that we had from the culture that we had that that uh that that pete you know set um the city is amazing, you know what I mean, I go out and target everybody, show me love, and so um you know they've always just treated me good, you know I love being here, like look where we practice it's water. You know what I mean? I ain't been around so much water in my life until I got out here. So um, it's just everything is beautiful about it. And, you know, I, you watch guys like Ray Lewis, you watch guys like Brian Erlacher, like everything that they accomplished was dope. But it was cool to like see them do it for, the, you know, one team, one city and really cement their legacy uh, where they were at. And so. You know, I I feel like this is a, you know, step forward. Hopefully, you know, three, four years, we back. I'm saying, hey, you know, I was frustrated, but we got the deal done. And you're yeah, like, oh, man, this dude on his fourth one, let's get him out of here. Hopefully that's the case. But, you know, we'll we'll take it one day at a time.
0: Wagner, of course, came out of that 2012 draft, picked up in the second round. Another guy from the 2012 draft class, but went undrafted out of Portland State, Deshaun Shed and he is back with the team after signing a veteran minimum deal to come back to Seattle, a place where he's spent quite a bit of time, including 15 career starts in 2016, of course, playing in the playoffs that season against Atlanta. He had the non-contact ACL injury against the Falcons before they went on to lose to the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, even though his contract did not toll in 2017 the Seahawks had an agreement that they were going to go ahead and release him, allow him to become a free agent. He was picked up by the Detroit Lions on a one-year deal, three and a half million dollars. He played 12 games with Detroit last year, but now he's coming back to the Seahawks, and he took to the podium and talked about just how it felt to be back in Seattle.
3: It feels good. It feels good to be back. Uh, I was telling everybody this, I'm back home. I'm back home, so just to be back. Uh, a lot of familiar faces, but a lot of... I don't know. It's a whole new team, but still the same feeling of being in Seattle and in Seattle. So I'm definitely happy to be back on the team. Same, same feeling, same organization. What I know, got back to my same routine. Uh, Plays are a little bit different, but same philosophy. So I'm glad to be back. So in his one year with Detroit, just what did he learn
0: while being away from Seattle?
3: To bring back what i do best and just go out there and play my best and play hard and try to bring the same energy um i'm here to help like i said i'm not i'm here to step on anybody's toes i'm here to bring that the veteran presence to, to each one teach one mentality i'm not bigger than nobody so um i'm here to to try to help this team help this team win help this team win games wherever
0: it is on the field that i'm at that's where i would be of course now Guys that Shed was on the team with who are no longer here, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, they're gone. But it turns out there's still a few familiar faces left from when he was here in 2017.
3: Everybody's gone. (laughs) Everybody's gone in the secondary room. But my last year here, um, I was here with There were rookies at the time. You got Shaquille Griffin. You got Shaq Thomas, Delano Hill. All three of them were still here. So um, those are familiar
0: faces in the DB room. So, of course, with those defensive backs that he just mentioned, they were just rookies the last time he was on the team. So what kind of improvement has he seen now from those defensive backs from that time to his time here in Seattle now? So proud of what they're doing right
3: now. Um, They've grown a lot. You can see uh, from when they were rookies to now, um, T2, we call them, Texas Thompson, T2, night and day difference. He's out there playing well, doing well. Um, at free safety and Shaq is doing a great job and just continuing to grow. Uh, So and even Akeem King was here when I was here. So just to see them out here growing and to the players that they are now,
0: uh, I'm happy to see that. Happy to see that. The last time he was in Seattle, he played the majority at the corner position, but the Seahawks have him back playing safety now. And especially with Lane O'Hill out on the P.U.P., getting a look at shed at safety what's it like for him to play that position again
3: uh, it was fun they had me back out there at safety and uh, you know i started my career at safety so I, anybody anytime anybody asks what position i play tell them db i play db you know i started games at free safety strong safety nickel and corner so um whatever whack i could get on this field and help this team
0: uh, that's what i'm here for shed was asked how glad he is to be back on the team and the type of mindset that it takes definitely a grind
3: mentality. Go after the ball. Um, you talk about the plays. Some of the plays, is I'm very familiar with a lot of the plays. Um, a couple little bit different variations from when I left, but same concepts. So the mentality, the speed, going after the ball, being physical, and um, competition. So just competing out there, competing to be my best, and helping people uh, as much as I can with what
0: I know. And it worked out well that the Seahawks could get Deshaun Shed because he had a workout with another team earlier this week.
3: Well, actually, I mean, I had a workout with the Saints on Tuesday. And then I got a call from my agent and said, Seattle wants to work me out. Uh, the Saints didn't sign me that day. So I came here. I worked out Tuesday. I mean on Saturday.
0: And it, so I worked out and they signed me that day. I'm <laughs> back home. So there it is, Deshaun Shedd, Bobby Wagner, and Pete Carroll all on the podium on Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out all the content we have up at fieldgoals.com. Cody Barton had a nice INT in training camp. Check out Mookie Alexander's article there. Also, another article from Mookie, A.J. Green likely out for that week one Seahawks game. And if you haven't seen it, Green went out with a foot injury from practice. Also, John Gilbert has an article about Mike Clay of ESPN's grades on the Seahawks. And they are pretty harsh and a lot of unknowns at different positions for the Seahawks. And that was reflected in Mike Clay's grades. So check that out. It's all at fieldgoals.com.